From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. This week, Dr. Cairns continues a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of Charles Haddon Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, A Heavenly Escort. The text is found in Genesis chapter 28 and verse 15. And behold, I am with thee, and will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. Do we need journeying mercies? Here are choice ones, God's presence and preservation. In all places we need both of these and in all places we shall have them if we go at the call of duty, and not merely according to our own fancy. Why should we look upon removal to another country as a sorrowful necessity when it is laid upon us by the divine will? In all lands the believer is equally a pilgrim and a stranger, and yet in every region the Lord is his dwelling place, even as he has been to his saints in all generations." We may miss the protection of an earthly monarch, but when God says, I will keep thee, we are in no real danger. This is a blessed passport for a traveler and a heavenly escort for an emigrant. Jacob had never left his father's room before. He had been a mother's boy and not an adventurer like his brother. Yet he went abroad and God went with him. He had little luggage and no attendance, Yet no prince ever journeyed with a nobler bodyguard. Even while he slept in the open field, angels watched over him, and the Lord God spoke to him. If the Lord bids us go, let us say with our Lord Jesus, Arise, let us go hence. Oh. 
Regular Bible reading is an essential part of the Christian life. In the Holy Scriptures, God has given us everything we need to know for salvation, for spiritual growth, and for the many issues and problems that believers face. However, many Christians do not profit from the Bible as they should because they have no guidance as to how to study it. Several ministers of the Free Presbyterian Church, including Dr. Alan Cairns, produced a brief but very helpful brochure called Ten Commandments of Bible Study, which will help you to gain much blessing from your time in the Holy Scriptures. The method is designed to help believers achieve a comprehensive knowledge of the chapter contents of the Scriptures and to enable them to use that knowledge to guide and quicken them in their personal prayer lives. For a free copy of Ten Commandments of Bible Study, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. You may call us, if you wish, at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. Or if you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Increase your knowledge of God's Word by requesting your free copy of Ten Commandments of Bible Study.
On today's broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Alan Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit as he brings the concluding portion of a message called The Spirit's Primary Work in the Christian. The text is found in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12, where the Apostle Paul wrote, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Dr. Cairns has been explaining what the things God has given us consist of, and how the Holy Spirit makes these things real in the experience of God's people. In addition, the text declares the importance of the mind of the saints, the urgency of filling our minds with Christ. Finally, we'll see that the means of doing this is by the diligent use of the Scriptures. As Dr. Cairns has been emphasizing, an understanding of this text is vital to everything in the Christian life. Now, Dr. Cairns will conclude this message, The Spirit's Primary Work in the Christian. We have received the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. That's his ministry. Now, just backtrack a moment and notice the emphasis on the mind of the saints, that we might know. There's the mind. How often I have said that to live right, Christians must think right. Now, I am not a Norman Vincent Peelite. I am not a Robert Schullerite. I do not recommend to you mere positive thinking. That is the devil's counterfeit of the gospel. And I don't care if it's a so-called Christian minister that's preaching it. I don't care if it's a so-called Christian seminar that's propounding it. It is the devil's counterfeit of the gospel. We are never told think positively. Oh, we are told think purely. We are told think Christ. Think the gospel. Think the grace of God. Let this be in your mind. Positive thinking is just a humanistic substitute for this glorious gospel truth. That the mind of the believer is to see Christ. Now, we are to know. Now, notice how he joins with that the words spiritually discerned at the end of verse 14. They that uh, are in the flesh, of course, do not receive these things. They cannot know them because they're spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth or discerneth. Same thing, same word, all things. Spiritually discerned. There's a very interesting statement at the end of verse 13. Paul says, we teach these things with the words of the Holy Ghost, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. It's a very good translation. One of the greatest of all Greek scholars has suggested, and there's nothing in the original to say that he's wrong, that this really means interpreting spiritual things to spiritual people, to spiritual men. Let's look at it in that light for a moment. That we might know, here's our mind, things that are spiritually discerned, 
by this work of the Holy Spirit, interpreting these spiritual things to spiritual men. The word spiritual has the idea of being under the control of the Spirit. Under the active dominion of the Spirit of God. Now this is how the Holy Ghost effects His ministry in us. When our mind is brought under the control of the Spirit of God, then we discern or we properly judge or appreciate in their proper light and at their proper worth the things of God. Now this points to the trouble with many Christians. Spiritual things are discerned, they are appreciated, they are loved, they are enjoyed by spiritual people. That's what Paul's saying. The trouble with so many Christians, he goes on to say in chapter 3 verse 1 is, I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. And as the word spiritual means under the active dominion and control of the Spirit of God, the word carnal means under the active control and dominion of the flesh. And here's the trouble with so many Christians. Now let's face this. And I want to be very, very frank with you today. There are Christians who can spend hours reading anything but the Bible. And their mind is filled with just about every strand of garbage and filth that human writings can produce. Sometimes it's academic. Sometimes it's popular. But I want to tell you that when God's people get their minds on the literature of the world to the exclusion of the literature of grace, then they are going to be in trouble because they will come under the control and the dominion of the flesh. Then what about Christians? who seem to have no conscience about what their eyes behold. And they can sit for four or five hours a day in front of a television screen. And they can take in everything. Soap operas, games, I don't know what all. Many of them even get into the various movie channels where they in their own homes sit and look at things that only the filthiest of debauchees would dare to walk in and look at in a public cinema. Now I'm talking honestly to you today and I think if you were to go around fundamentalist churches you would be amazed at the number of Christians who are filling their mind with abject filth. Not just questionable things. Now questionable things should still be excluded. I remember a preacher giving a, an example. He said it came from the life of Spurgeon. I personally haven't read it in any of Spurgeon's life stories, but apocryphal or not, it certainly told the truth. 
And Spurgeon was getting ready to preach one day, and he was looking for his pocket handkerchief, and he, he pulled this out, and he said to his wife, um, he said, is this clean? And she said, if it's doubtful, it's dirty. And there's a lot of truth in that. But I'm not merely talking about questionable things. I'm talking about Christians who are sitting, reveling, in downright ungodliness. Downright filthiness. My, they open their, their mind, they open their heart, they open their home, and in flows that mighty foul stream of devilish ungodliness. And this is why they're not enjoying Christ. This is why they are not able to appreciate the gospel. And this is why there could be people in this meeting this morning and they can sit and they can say, I don't know what this fellow is talking about. Because they're under the control of the flesh. I want to be very honest with you. From 1 Corinthians 3, 1, I can say, there are brethren who are carnal. There are brethren who are carnal. Genuinely see people and they're carnal. But also, my friend, I can say, from Paul's strong words to the Romans, and I want you to get this very, very clearly, that if you live after the flesh, you will die. And it's not talking about metaphorical death. It's talking about hell's death. And I say this to you honestly. There is such a thing as a carnal Christian. But I believe that the vast majority of people who pass as carnal Christians are carnal and unsealed. They were never Christians. It's a serious business. Oh, a Christian temporarily can get sidetracked and the old flesh can rise up and he can come under the uh, awful whip and lash of the flesh and he'll be as miserable as sin can make him. He must get back to Christ. I come back to this. If you live continually, habitually, easily, happily, contentedly, if you live after the flesh, you will die. You're not saved. This is the trouble. I wonder where your mind is today. Have you the mind of a saint? Have you a mind that yearns for a knowledge of Jesus Christ? Have you a mind that the Holy Ghost has opened up to the light of the gospel in that initial reception of Christ into your heart? Have you a mind that is now deploring its own weakness, its own failure, and yearning for so much more of the Spirit of Christ. The mind of the saints. Time forbids me to pursue that. There's a lot more I'd like to say about it.
How do we get this mind? Here's the ministry of the Spirit given that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Here's the mind of the saints. A mind that's under His control that is receiving His light and His glory. How do we bring these two things together? What are the means that the Holy Spirit uses? Well, the means are the means of the Scriptures. Look at verse 13. Which things we speak. Paul is saying, I am giving to you the things that the Spirit has given to me. Look at verse 15. He that is spiritual discerneth or judgeth all things, even though he himself is not discerned or properly appreciated by men around him. He's going to appreciate the gospel no matter what they think about him. He's judging them. He's discerning them. Now let me ask you, where can you discern the things of God? Where can you judge, appreciate, study, and learn the things of the gospel? In that book. In that book. There is no substitute for personal study of and submission to the written word of God. <coughs> Let me repeat it. I want you never to forget. Your whole future as a Christian is going to depend on it. There is no substitute for your personal study of God's word and your personal submission to God's word. So many Christians take the brains that God has given them, and I'm talking deliberately about brains. I am placed in God's providence in a congregation of more educated people, more clever people, more intelligent, some, and I don't mean this facetiously, some in the realm of genius than most preachers are. Yet so many of God's people use their brains for everything but the study of God's Word. They use their time for everything but the study of God's Word. They use their talents for everything but the study of God's Word. There is no substitute for your study of the Scriptures. Do not for a moment fool yourself that you can come here on a Sabbath morning and even in a lengthy sermon of mine, get enough that's going to do you all week. It's not going to work that way. Force-fed Christians are never strong. There must be the getting alone with God over the open page of God's Word. How do you study the Bible? The best way to study the Bible is either literally or spiritually on your knees in the attitude of prayer. To study the scriptures with the cry to God Almighty that he would give you his Holy Spirit to show you Christ in this blessed book.
for every situation of your life and mine there is something revealed in this book that is freely given to us of God for every situation let's therefore ask for the Holy Spirit just to show us this in God's word that's one of the most thrilling things in life when you are in the valley when the words of man can have little or no effect and you're cut off from human help you're right there in the valley and you're alone with God and the Holy Spirit comes and he makes Christ precious and he shows you the particular provision that Christ has made for you in this situation that's a school of experience that's so precious that nothing nothing is able to take its place in this way we learn to live in the light of the gospel this is the ministry of the Holy Spirit upon our minds through the means of scripture that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. Music